welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? Today, I'm joined by Hannah Gardner, fellow YouTuber, by the way. I'll have a link to her channel in the description. She is killing it on Etsy. She did almost a million dollars in sales in her first year. Hannah, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. So I'm dying to learn more. Like, I know you have a video on it, honestly, because the YouTube (laughs) algorithm, by the way, they were loving your video. They put it out in front of me and I already watched it. But I want to learn more about your story. Like, how the heck did you absolutely you you put me to shame like I was on Etsy for a couple years and I just recently got back on but like how did you do so well on Etsy yeah so um like most of us you know many failed businesses before you know I found this little gem sliver of e-commerce etsy.com um I actually you know launched with trying to do bathing suits when I first started um and learned how to sew hired a girl on Indeed to sew for me um totally didn't failed per se, but just realized it was way too hard to grow a business like that at scale. So I entered, um, you know, fast fast fashion um, accessories. And obviously with accessories, it's a lot smaller items, a lot less quality control, a lot less just headache that comes with bathing suits. And um, yeah, we scaled pretty quickly. We launched with about 200 listings and we was able to grow that to over 600 SKUs um, within that first year. And, um, you know, we, we found a niche and a category that was really specific and um, just were able to do the proper like product research and get in really early on when not a lot of people were selling what we were selling. Not a lot of people were running paid Etsy traffic because at the time Etsy paid traffic wasn't really a thing. So we really ranked to the top first, um, you know, with, you know, these other, you know, attributes of the business that we were, you know, doing and putting in at the time. And um, yeah, we were able to do close to a million, not over a million, but close to a million that first year. And um, yeah. So can I ask, like, uh, you launched in 2019, did you go through the same change in like Etsy ads that everybody else did? Or were, did you launch after that? Cause we used to be able to like set our bids and then one day overnight we couldn't anymore. And I got hit by like, with like huge bills. Cause I had a really high daily budget, but low bids. Did you deal with that? No, I don't think I was there at the time where you could set your bids. We never okay. had to No, You basically just, they had made an update and you just set a budget. Um, but with that being said, like you didn't want the ads to just run on every listing if you're wasting like impression space. So like if you didn't have keyword product fit keywords and you're getting a bunch of impressions and clicks for those keywords, you wanted to take them out of your listing. So more of that component, but it's still like, it was very easy because I was coming from like Facebook and like Google ads and agency world for like media buying (laughs) and then I found Etsy and I'm like oh my god this is like e-commerce for dummies what have I been doing this whole time so um but yeah no I must have missed that that part but we did it's probably not a bad thing because I was like spoiled when I I was getting like all this great visibility uh it didn't cost me hardly anything you know Mm -hmm. some manual work to set them up but like and then one day it was just over and I was getting like billed so much money because I didn't initially look and uh, I didn't realize how bad it was because once they removed the caps on bids, they would spend my daily budget like every day. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Kind of I don't know. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I don't know because maybe, yeah, maybe that was way before this. So 2019, are you, was this in 2019 or before, like 
how much- I think it happened in 2019 and then ultimately in 2019 also like I got kicked off for being on the receiving end of like too many <laughs> infringement reports. I mean honestly most of them weren't like me actually infringing. It was just people that didn't like that I was selling similar products cuz you mm-hmm. get a lot of that in uh I do print on demand so like mm-hmm. low barrier of entry if we we see a niche that's selling well it's it's so easy to create like a similar design to what's popular and uh you know a lot of that going on so yeah so. yeah for sure yeah um, i don't know when we entered it was just i i was like it was just easy you just gave them money and then they just did did it for you <laughs> so you mentioned um i guess i don't want to know your exact products i know a lot of people don't like to share that publicly so it's all good um but like what uh who fulfilled your orders i guess like you said you hired somebody to assist you with um producing the product so i'm assuming you were doing self-fulfillment for a while and then what what did you transition to to help you scale oh yeah oh my gosh so when i first started i had no SKU system i didn't know what SKUs were i didn't know organization um yeah so it's not like pod where it's like you're kind of like a third party whatever you know someone fulfills the order for you i was right. holding all of my inventory um, and in the beginning, when you have 20 SKUs or whatever, you know, it's manageable, but I just like kept launching and launching. It was kind of like, you want more money, just launch more stuff. And so operationally, I was not an operate. I am not an operations person. So I did end up hiring, um, you know, people that do to do fulfillment for me, organize, re-SKU everything. You know, imagine like having an entire store with 600 SKUs, some things you bundle, some things you don't bundle. And having no way to track your inventory yeah. it was a disaster. It took us about a month to fix this problem. So you still um, do it that way? Yourself? We, we have SKUs. But um, yeah, we still fulfill all of our own orders. But um, but this was like in the beginning because that was just me. I didn't have employees. I didn't have any help. And I was also running this whole show out of my grandma's like spare bedroom like in her house. So it was like, you know, I'm doing $100,000 a month by myself. Like no help. Nobody doing fulfillment for me. Like I'm doing customer service, doing marketing, doing new product launches, fulfillment, even not even inventory because I didn't take inventory, but just like everything by myself. Um, and honestly, looking back, that was a huge mistake because I probably could have like tripled my numbers if I actually had people helping me, um, you know, with all, everything that we were doing. Um, but I just, you know, you don't know what you don't it's- know. Exactly. I, I was about to say, we don't know what we don't know, but we yeah. know we don't know what we don't know. So it's kind of like a weird brain twister where it's, and For I always sure. wonder like, how should I be spending my time? Yeah. And I didn't even know what I had when I had it. I was like, oh, okay, this must be normal. Like, you know, just doing a hundred grand, 120 grand of fulfillment by myself. Like, I guess this is just like kind of the norm. No, it's not normal. Yeah. And I should have milked it. Um, you know, when I was having no competition, basically at the time I should have milked it for a lot longer than I did, but you know, whatever we all learn. So what are your thoughts on like Etsy moving forward? I'm not going to lie. Like I thought Etsy in my mind, I had it like kind of boxed into being like handmade products. And then they opened the door to print on demand. And I was like, okay, handmade plus print on demand. But now I'm seeing so many different businesses launched on Etsy. So what are your thoughts in the future of Etsy? Yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to do a lot of things to prevent like the Chinese sellers, but I mean, you can go on Etsy and, you know, search party supplies and, you know, people are pulling that straight from Alibaba, um, from right. We yeah. don't do that. You know, we design and then manufacture, um, our design. So now like their parameters are like, you can be a designer with production partners, which that wasn't even an option to like input production partners when I first started. But, you know, I think the future of Etsy is, you know, you know, you want to be some part involved in the design, but, 
handmade is such a like like it's really hard to define right like it's so hard to find because you know there's people that will buy you know like tapestries from china and then like rip them up and like tie knots in the corner and make them like have a design on it right but they didn't make the tapestry mm -hmm. right same thing with people or just like sewing bathing suits right you didn't make the material you're putting it together so it's like what really defines something as handmade or custom designed or people that are even doing pod that are hiring designers they're not designing it so wait because they're not designing it and they own the store like it's such oh, a yeah, great area sure. and i would just say anybody that like is wanting to get in like just proceed with caution because that's just like the name of the game of like selling on a third party platform, especially when people at the top don't even understand their own roles. Like if you call into Etsy, like they can't even clearly yeah. tell you what it is, you know? So that means it's kind of like, mm, you can maybe get away with more, but at the same time, if they want to totally screw you over and like delete your account because they weren't on, they, it was kind of like they were unclear and they have gray areas in their business. Yeah. Like that sucks, but they can do that because, Etsy is a big fish and you're just a little fish and they don't really care about you. So that's yeah. just like the main, the name of the game, you know, proceed with caution, I guess. I can't believe it's 2022 and like, we're still seeing the same thing with Etsy. I think people that are new to it don't like fully get that. Yeah. Like Etsy will delete you from their platform. I've had calls with multiple, I mean two, but like top 100, uh, I think 100, maybe it was like 150 Etsy sellers. But like more than one that were like reaching out to me like, hey, help me expand off of Etsy because I've just had this cash cow. But now, you know, one thing went wrong and the automated system is probably going to delete me. So it's crazy. Like, yeah, you talked about yeah. your ups and downs and maybe more of the downs of, of being on Etsy and being a big fish. Wait, I'm sorry. You just broke up. What did you say? Oh, sorry. Like, you know, you were one of the bigger, more successful sellers on Etsy. So can you share some of like the uh, the downsides of um, like that you experienced on Etsy? Yeah, I mean, you're always going to have new competition. As soon as you start doing well, people are going to rip your designs. Like, we had one viral design and, you know, we literally had someone take our mold. And now we, like, have a competitor in China selling the same thing on Amazon. <laughs> and, like, you know, stealing our images, stealing our, you know, copywriting, all that stuff. And, you know, that stuff is kind of inevitable, like, even if you're not even on, if you're on Amazon, if you're on your own website, people are, do that stuff. Um, so that's one of the downsides. Again, going back to like, we're just, yeah, maybe we, we have one of the top, or like the top five percentile stores on Etsy, but and still, you know, in Etsy's mind, we're still like, a, I'm still a small fish, you know, even, even we dealt with the suspensions and it resulted in us in pretty much losing six months of, um, of sales volume. So last year we only ended up doing, you know, $424,000 um, because we were only open for six months because Etsy completely destroyed our account um, with a, like a whole suspension. I, I'm putting out a whole video on this actually. And yeah. there's actually a lot of value in it and, you know, you know, what mistakes were made, but actually how it was really unfair because we did end up getting our account. They did end up saying that it was their fault, but at the end of the day, we still lost, you know, all of our positions, but on the first side of that, and we made us turn to Shopify and then, you know, do a half a million last year on Shopify. So still. Yeah, that's good. So you expanded off good. of Etsy. Sorry, you're lagging a little bit. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, we did end up, um, because during that time, you know, I always had my Shopify store and I always knew how to do Facebook ads and Instagram ads and stuff like that. I just, 
I didn't really heavily rely on it because I didn't have to because our Etsy store was just being so successful. Um, and also the margins were a lot higher at the time on Etsy. Um, mm. So, you know, you know, personally, when you're running Facebook ads, Google ads, you know, it's like watching the stock market it takes up all your day. <laughs> you can get obsessed with it. It's like gambling, almost like educated gambling. So, um, you know, but I, it forced us to do that. It forced me to get more confident in my ability and, you know, spending $2,000 a day on, you know, Facebook. Whereas like before I didn't even have to do that. You just put money on, you know, Etsy ads and forget about the listing. <laughs> and, right. You know, it's like an ATM. Um, there's a lot more manual labor that comes to running a website, but it's, there's a huge value in owning your own data and, you know, owning a website. And it's also, um, if you ever do want to actually go sell your company, it's, it, it's a lot more valuable to have traffic coming to your website than a third party platform like Etsy specifically. Um, I can't really for speak sure. for any of the others. So. <laughs> so what about, what about Amazon? Like, it doesn't surprise me that somebody basically cloned your business, like copy pasted it to Amazon. Like, are you going to jump on seller central and, uh, carve out some real estate on the world's largest e-commerce marketplace at any point in time. Is that in the plan? Yeah. I mean, we definitely explored it. Um, Amazon is a whole different monster. I would even say like if Etsy is like freshman year e-commerce and then, you know, Shopify is like sophomore year, I would say like Amazon is like freaking master's program. <laughs> so the learning curve is, I mean, I guess on Shopify, it's pretty difficult as well, but on Amazon, you know, the issues that you deal with um, from just experience of, you know, actually attempting at an Amazon store and just being in groups and networking and seeing what other problems other people deal with. Um, it's definitely a different monster. It's a different game. It's a different psychology of strategy of like how to make money on Amazon. Um, so personally at this time, probably not going to go into that, that wagon, but you know, if we end up becoming a household name or something, then yeah, people are already organically searching us. But to where we're at now, you know, to go on launch on Amazon, it, would, it just wouldn't really be worth our time. Plus your margins are even probably less than, yeah. um, than you know, your what, Shopify. So. Yeah, that's always the, it's like, I always think of it too, like a lot of people start their searches on Google. So let's say they just search your name. And, you know, it, I, I like the idea of, we know if we create that Amazon listing, like it's going to get indexed by Google, but you know, if it ranks number one, well then they'll probably get the organic click and you're going to be paying Amazon, you know, probably 17, 18, whatever percent. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's brutal. So. Yeah. And like, you know, Etsy, at least I think somewhat still care about you. Amazon does not give a nothing. They don't care about you yeah. at all. So, well, your story though, with Etsy and getting your account, like I didn't even know suspensions were a thing when I lost mine. Like I tried and I had so many people because I had the YouTube channel trying to help me. I had a bunch of people reach out like, yo, try this, try this, try this, try this. Like even hitting up people that work at Etsy. Like I got to that yeah. point yeah, and uh, that. nothing got me, got me back. And it's like, you would think, oh, Ryan must've really messed up. No, it wasn't even like that. Like I wrote down every infringement, you know, with air quotes that I have, I still have it written down and like, but no one will hear me. And uh, so I'm, inter I'm, I'm interested in seeing your video when it drops, guys. Don't forget, I have a link to Hannah's uh, channel at the top of the description. Check that out. You're growing really fast, by the way. I was spying on your metrics. You're almost at 20,000 subscribers. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I've abandoned it for so long because I was, I've been so busy, you know, obviously with my, my brands because I have more than one brand that I'm also running. So it's like, but now I'm like really trying to transition more onto YouTube and help, you know, with helping people and, you know, providing the most value as possible on, on how to build business online.
Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm sure your message is going to resonate with a lot of people. So beyond just your YouTube, like what, where else um, can they find you? Like I knew you were talking about working on a different project. Uh, Do you want to plug that real quick? Yeah. So I am actually coming up with, I've I've named it the Bosscom store. So I'm going to have a storefront um, with all of my courses. Um, It's basically going to be comprised of like a master, a master case study um, where there is a full breakdown case study of my store. And that one unlocks all of my future mini courses um, that are basically going to teach you every single thing that we've done. Um, You'll see the inside of, you know, a seven figure e-commerce business that's, you know, Etsy and Shopify based, um, as well as, you know, all the mini courses that are just like, you know, how to do operations, how to build a SKU system, (laughs) every single thing that you need to know, basically, to run a business. Um, And it's called um, the Bosscom Storm. Um, And right now we are just taking um, like almost kind of like a pre-sign up for the beta alert version that launches. Um, We're really going to try to perfect it over time. So we're not just like launching this course and be like, this is the best course because it's like not the case. So we're taking, um, you know, pre signups essentially um, for that beta version that launches. And then, you know, if you are on that list of, you know, getting notified for that beta, um, you are going to get 40% off. Um, for that for that master um, case study that unlocks everything in the future. And that includes any course or any update or any program that gets launched um, like later down the road, you'll have access to. So yeah, I do something really similar. And like, yeah, it's funny, like, I don't know what to call them. Because like, when I launched my um, core component courses, I did mm-hmm. them all as like under one hood. And each module really could have just been its own kind of separate, you know, like you're saying mini course. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people might just want the Amazon advertising module. So I got smart, you know, a couple of years later and I was like, okay, that's going to be available separate, you know, because some people yeah, just yeah. Want to know how to advertise on Amazon. So um, I like how yeah. you're doing it. And I'll, I'll link to your your masterclass uh, case study. I mean, seriously, seven figure case study uh, from like a, a recent, you know, that's still successful on Etsy. So that's like super exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think case study, like going through not just like the how to's, but actually seeing a real life example is super valuable. Like, you know, I mean, you, you're probably the same. I mean, I've paid thousands of dollars for mentorships and courses, some good courses, some like super shitty courses, like, you know, but, um, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, getting access to that information for your own business. That is just, it just speeds up the process. Like, and it's all in one place. You don't have to go searching the internet for, all your questions because all your questions are essentially going to be answered. And obviously there's community and like customer support if you have any other questions. So it just speeds up the process for you for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, when I got started, I paid somebody 2,500 to do like a weekly one-on-one with me for um, Amazon FBA, you know, and it's like, I've sold, you know, well over a million dollars on FBA. So it's like, easy, easy decision looking back. But when you're starting and you're just instantly 2,500 in the hole, it sucks. Yeah, it so, definitely sucks. <laughs> just gotta bet on yourself, though, right? And let, look what it led to. So, mm, for um, sure, for sure. Cool. All right. Anything else you would like to? Any other like wisdom you want to drop on us while you're here? Um, what's your favorite? Like, how about this? What was the last thing you bought on Etsy? <laughs> Random question. Um, Anything fun? Probably like packaging supplies <laughs> for my products. Okay, I do buy some stuff for. Yeah, some like stickers or packaging supplies, probably. <laughs> cool. Any any other like nuggets of like uh, knowledge you want to drop before we uh, head out? Um, I would say 
that if you're on the edge or on the wall of like trying to figure out what to do with your life and you're you actually I just put a TikTok let me re reframe that <laughs> I just put out this TikTok um it was like how to use jealousy as a means of um inspiration and motivation um to start your business so um so something that was really early on for me is like I would watch all these people crushing it and I would low-key get salty like get super jealous and instead of just like sitting there festering um if you do experience that if you're somebody that experiences that um, what I learned to do from one of my mentors is you use that as like a KPI or like an indicator that that means that you actually, the reason you're getting jealous is because you feel like you lack or you deserve that thing that you currently don't have. And so instead of just sitting there and getting like pissed off and, you know, hating on this person, um, you know, take a step back, realize what you're doing. It's the first thing you have to realize that you're doing it, followed by understanding that the reason why that's happening is because somewhere in your gut or somewhere in, in your being thinks that you can actually do that thing. And not only can you probably do that thing, but you probably can do it better. Um, and so listen to your gut and actually take action on that and move forward and, you know, go do the thing that you want to do. So I guess that would be my one drop of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's seriously like great advice. And it's crazy how many times you have to hear it sometimes, but like for sure, you know, it's so easy to watch YouTube videos all day and like see people that are successful, but ultimately you got to just grind, you know, you got to, you got to grind and yeah. uh, taking action, whatever it is that you use for motivation. If it's that jealousy, like you said, like I, mm -hmm. I definitely had some of that envy that fueled me initially. Um, so yeah, yeah. So whatever it takes. Like use that energy. Cause if not, you're just wasting it and <laughs> making yourself feel bad, you know, might as well use it in a positive way. Yeah. If you yeah. got the fire inside you, definitely like just for go, sure. go for it, whatever it is. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for being here, guys. Her, her link to her YouTube and the um, case study are in the description. Uh, thank you for being here though. All right. Thanks.